Fresh Art International presents conversations about creativity in the 21st century. This is Fresh Art International. I'm Kathy Bird. Today we take you to Miami, Florida, to meet artist Dara Friedman and curator Renee Morales. We meet at the Paris Art Museum, where Dara Friedman's first mid-career survey is on view. Dara lives and works in Miami. She studied film in the U.S. and Germany before meeting legendary Austrian experimental filmmaker Peter Kubeka, who became a huge influence on her work. René Morales is curator at the Paris, where he's organized nearly 40 exhibitions. In the Fresh Art International Archive, you'll find the podcast episode I recorded with René and artist Sarah Oppenheimer in 2016, when Sarah produced in situ her experimental project titled S281913. Dara Friedman's exhibition, Perfect Stranger, features 17 major works. Three are 16-millimeter film installations, involving a total of seven 16-millimeter film projectors. The rest are video and HD video installations. The films are set in Miami, New York, and Germany. Intertwined with our conversation, you'll hear fragments of sound from the exhibition. My personal sonic encounters while walking through the display that lies within two immense galleries on the museum's second floor. One set of projects shares an open space. The rest are in a series of chambers created by thick velvet curtains. It's through these curtains that you enter Dara Friedman's Theater of the Mind. an extremely interesting and challenging project because Dara's primarily works in film and video and this is a, a mid-career survey and how do you make those two things happen? You know, usually how do you do a survey of an artist who works in a time-based medium and who makes works that in some cases can live with each other in the same space but in many cases cannot. Each work needs its own dedicated space uh, and that raises all sorts of technical, logistical challenges, having to do a sound leak, light leak, and just the general experience for the viewer. I'm always interested in experimenting with exhibition formats, and this one is just inherently an experimental format for an exhibition, so I love that aspect of this project. Dara, I don't know if you want to go into a little bit more of the ideas and the philosophy behind how we went into this. You know, there's the issue of what can live together really, like what's going to shout over another thing and how can these things sit next to each other. And also, this museum is so beautiful architecturally that I wanted to not be in denial of where we were. I don't know, so many factors. But the sound was the biggest challenge, and then the idea came of the, the acoustic curtains. But it was all very risky, because <laughs> I've normally only shown one work at a time and let it rip. So that was moving forward in a really delicate way. It was definitely uncharted territory. 
In the summer, I thought, okay, we have this one huge room with seven works in it. I think they can live together, can they? And I was like, okay, I'm just going to turn everything on and test it. And I was like, this, this works. I was so relieved and so happy. It really does work. We're talking about the first room with the mixture of silent film and these different installations. Right. I love that how you referred to the experience as a theater of the mind. The curtains certainly make that work, but also that in the first space is the one that has this whole constellation within it. There's sort of what they're about, and then they're how the viewer experiences them. So it's sort of knowing what it's about on paper and knowing how the body receives that work, dealing with those two bits of information at the same time. There's no words. It's all body memory, gesture, the sensorial. There's sound, but it's the visceral. I like how that works in that combination of stillness and action and the performative quality of the works in that space. Well, for the longest time, basically, the first maybe, I don't know, how many years of my life, I didn't really have anything to say in terms of words. I knew what I meant and I knew what I was feeling. I never had words for it. It's only recently this experience of coming into words. It's a new thing, to have something to say with your mouth. I love the combination and the singing one, the dancing one, how there's some lyrics to the one that's musical, yet it's very physical. public too. I want to talk about that, the role of the public experience of your work. Well, first of all, in a musical, those aren't my words in the performer's mouth. They're their words. So I asked them what they wanted to sing and what they wanted to say. I just offer the opportunity and the platform for it. Renee is sort of hosting the platform and the opportunity to say different things. That this moment when you invite somebody to step up and open up is half of it, <laughs> more than half of it. I think it's really important to come and see and physically hear work in a museum because we do it together. It's not something that you do by yourself behind your computer screen anonymously. The, something, something else happens when you collectively engage in seeing and feeling. 
That's why I like to leave a glow in the room. I don't want the rooms to be pitch dark. I want to know who you're there with. I want there somehow to be this sort of intermingling of atoms with the work, with the other people that are there. I think that's important. It's hugely important. I really like that about how you've, in each room, provided experience of a different scale. Like the tiger tail piece. That was such a gorgeous mythical story for me, a poem, so lyric to watch. And then outside the curtain of that was the, the two lovers taking each other's words. Is my image of Do you want to improve with age? Anything like uh, your image of me? Are you going to improve with age? Reinterpreting a conversation over and over again, which I found pretty fascinating and very telling about relationships in general. Most of these works have a predetermined way of being shown. Uh, Like Tiger Tail that you mentioned, you tend to show it about that scale. There are a few pieces that are very flexible, like Government Cut Freestyle, you mentioned, can be at a very huge scale, can be small. All these decisions are totally thought through on Dara's part. It's not an incidental, it's an integral part of the work, how it's shown in physical space. Uh, And it's not just about scale, it's about the exact nature of the equipment, every type of decision. Now, on top of that, I'll add that for Dara, from the beginning, it was very important that each work is shown in a way that's very distinct from the other. As you go through the show, that was very thought through as well, this idea of creating texture. You afford the possibility of the viewer coming into each space and coming to each piece and feeling a different sensation, a different experience, and thinking about the ways in which each piece is different, not just visually and experientially, but also conceptually. To articulate the differences. But it was really Renee who encouraged to show Tiger Tail. It was a smaller work. It kind of came at a funny time. And I was so happy that we did. I got When I first showed it back in the day, I got a damning review, which I didn't think too much of. But I was like, okay, maybe it's misunderstood. It's this really sort of a home movie of sorts. But then, yeah, each work you experience differently. So Renee's just installing the poetry show now. It's so intimate, and you need to experience it intimately, as you would if you had a small book of poetry in your hand, and you cracked it open, and you read one poem, and you felt good about it, and you closed it and put it back on the shelf. That small private moment that then belongs to you was what I was trying to achieve, showing it small like that. It works. It's beautiful. I would love to talk a little bit about Maya Duran and her influence. She's the the godmother. She's the ancestor. When I first thought about making films, you don't think that you can. You think you know about big movie production and you need a hundred people and a million bucks and lord it's a big machine it's a big industry it's akin to sort of being part of the army but then as i discovered these small films i realized that that just wasn't true you could be a one-man band you could have a camera think about something that you cared about and not ask anyone for permission to go ahead and do it and and here she was. She had this beautiful curly hair, and she's this Russian emigre. She'd been the secretary of Catherine Dunham. 
she wore sandals and had dancer friends and it was like wow you can relate to that Maya Deren is so matter of fact about the surreal so it's work that crosses time in a place it just allows many things like the rules are playful and there are rules but they are played I was going to ask you what you would like other people to take away, but what are you taking away from seeing your two decades of work reflected in this space? It's a question of confidence. We're, I think we're constantly in the process of becoming. It's a cumulative effort. You've put one foot in front of the other. You've come to crossroads and made decisions, committed to them, and it's sort of a point where you have confidence in the series of decisions that you've made. I mean, making the artworks is a string of decisions that you have to make, and I just think that you, you sort of see the work laid out and feel like, okay, lots of decisions. All right, now many more to make. And how about you as the curator? I'm not objective, but I think the show is really beautiful, and I had proof the very first night before we actually even opened to the public, this was like a pre-preview for a group of people who are, were not necessarily avid followers of contemporary art. I was walking through the show with them, and I looked over, and they were just completely enraptured. They were just completely hypnotized. We were on a tight schedule that evening. We needed to get those people through the show and go on with the next phase of the night, and I just kind of refused. I put the brakes on everything that night just so that they could enjoy the work on their own time and on their own terms. That actually is like the most pleasurable experience for a curator when you can feel very confident that the public is going through the exhibition and just relating to the work at a deep level and in a very natural way, in a very intuitive way. just heard my conversation with curator Renee Morales and artist Dara Friedman at the Paris Art Museum Miami, where the artist's mid-career survey is on view. Dara Friedman makes films about subjects that impassion her. Even with the help of those velvet curtains, showing 17 video and film projects in the same space at the same time is a risky presentation. No longer uncharted territory, though, the visceral encounter of Perfect Stranger unfolds quite beautifully. At the intersection of the performing body, experimental filmmaking, and public space. Altogether, an empathetic statement on the contemporary human experience. If you like what you're hearing, please let us know at Fresh Art INTL. You can listen to Fresh Art International anywhere you go for podcasts. Explore, rate, and review more than 150 episodes in our archive. Both one-on-one dialogues and multi-voice radio show segments are filled with sonic experiences and the voices of passionate artists, curators, architects, filmmakers, and writers from across six continents. 
The John S. and James L. Knight Foundation's Award of a Knight Arts Challenge Grant encourages our vital work. Visit freshartsinternational.com, click on the support button, and join our effort to bring you this program. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more conversations about creativity.